I'm Ayla. And I'm Andy. And welcome to Sinister, Sinister Dynasty. Dynasty. Righty, so we're going to crack in because we've just recorded Andy's ones, which are long as fuck. <laughs> They're very long. <laughs> but they are so good, you should 110% listen to them. Yes. That was Ben Smart and Olivia Hope, part one and two. Thanks for the promotion there. <laughs> Holy crud. Um <laughs> That is crazy. But today, um, I've got some real short and not-so-sweet ones. Um, But I do think that they deserve their story told. So they are quite brutal. So we're going to do one and then we're going to do the other. But they are short. They're two pages each. Well, one and a half. (laughs) Good enough. (laughs) But um, they're stories that do deserve, people that do deserve their story to be told. Mm. Okay, so my first one, we'll start with Mary Ann Donnelly. So Mary was a 38-year-old intellectually disabled woman. This is going to be sad. It is. It's it's freaking awful. But I think we need to highlight the person that we have lost in our society. Yeah. Uh, So she was living independently in her home in Lower Hutt with the support of her family and a weekly... Um, weekly check-ins from a caregiver who would support Mary with shopping. To be honest, I also need support with shopping. (laughs) It's cool that she was living independently, though. That's really awesome. Yeah, so lived in her own home. And had family support as well. Yeah, so like she lived, they dropped in. They weren't there all the time sort of thing. I just want to point out, too, I shouldn't be saying it's really cool because that should be like a normal thing that they have those supports. But um, It's great that she has that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, So Mary was described as maintaining a childlike innocence about the world and never losing sight of her dreams. She was a bright, outgoing social person. She did suffer from a speech impediment, but this did not stop her being a part of the local karaoke club. Oh, good on her. I'm just imagining her being like, tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She loved creating art, travelling and tenpin bowling. I love good temp and bowl as well. That's good. So her family was so proud of her and her achievements, which included a local award for her art and medals in the Special Olympics. Oh, cool. She's the Special Olympics. Yes. That's awesome. So um, now it's going to get brutal. Okay. So... I yeah. keep forgetting we do true crime podcasts <laughs> because you get real into it. And then... like, that's so nice. And then it's like, what happened? Yeah. So August 29, 2012, Mary attended a cooking class at the Hutt Valley Disabled Resource Centre. When this ended in the early afternoon, she walked back to the train station to catch her train home. From there, she would walk the rest of the way back to her Ebden Town Street flat. I don't know if I said that correctly, but all good. (laughs) Uh, So she was followed home by someone called Khan Tamaka who was 29 at the time. How old was she, sorry? 38. Okay, yeah. So Mary and Tamika were seen by a man who was doing maintenance at her flat around 5.30pm. Tamika was heard to have said he would return. Uh, 11pm, Mary's neighbours heard a knock at the door and recognised Tamika's voice. The next day, the 30th of August, Mary missed an appointment an associate contacted her sister, and her sister and cousin went to Mary's to see what was up. So, 
When they entered the home around 10.15am, they found Mary had passed away in her bed, semi-naked. An empty wine bottle of Whale Point Sav slash Pinot Gris was found. This was out of the ordinary as Mary did not drink wine and was not thought to have brought this bottle. So Mary was found to have injuries to her neck consistent with someone putting their hands or forearm across the throat and applying pressure. It is not possible to know which. Far out. This is due to her thyroid cartilage fracturing. This is what caused her to pass away. So the, there was just a lot of force put on her yeah, neck. So and crushed yeah, so crushed her. Yeah. Her fingernail, God, her fingernail was bent right back oh. and broken. Oh. Tamaka's DNA was found under her nails, as well as the strangulation other injuries inflicted, oh my god, as well as the strangulation and other injuries inflicted could have caused considerable considerable pain to Mary. Mm. And, and due to this, she passed away as a result of her injuries. Yeah. Um, police found evidence of Tamaka trying to disguise the event and disposing of evidence. There was Wait, what? So they found him at the at the house? No. Oh. No, they arrested him later. Okay. But he was trying to dispose of evidence. Yes. Far out. Um, there was also evidence he was grossly intoxicated when he killed her. Yeah. He lived 5K away from Mary, but her DNA was also found on a T-shirt in his home. Um, Tamika was arrested and charged on the 19th of September and appeared in court on the 20th. For over three weeks, more than 20 investigators worked on this case. So, when arrested, Tamaka told police he had not been in Ebden Town Street for about a year and didn't know who Mary was. Wait, so even though he was found with trying to dis- destroy evidence kind of thing, he was like, oh no, There was like evidence of him, of someone trying to get rid of evidence. So there was evidence of someone trying to get rid of evidence. Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of makes sense, not really. <laughs> so it was later found that Tamika had lived next to Mary in 2011. Oh, so that's how they knew each other. Yes. Mm. When he appeared in court, Justice Ron Young requested a report be completed for his mental health and intellectual state. This came back to show Tamika's bleak past. Right. He was deprived his oxygen at birth, which left him with a degree of intellectual impairment. He had suffered violence as well as sexual and emotional abuse from a young age. He has a history of substance abuse and a past of offending, which includes dishonesty, indecent assault and injuring with intent. He also has a history of aggressive sexual behaviour starting at the age of eight. And has been assessed as a high-risk offender. So not trying to make excuses for him at all. I suppose that he, because he had some type of intellectual impairment and then he was also into like the rough kind of stuff, like maybe it just didn't click for him, I guess. Maybe, I but it, it, yeah, but that, yeah again, devil's advocate there in no way should Mary have had to... No, yeah, absolutely not. But you all. can definitely, you can feel sorry for him when he is a child yeah. and all of this stuff was happening to him. Yeah. But that does not excuse his behaviour now. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Tamika had no explanation for the murder, but his defence lawyer, Kevin Purston, said Tamika was motivated to change and regretted what he had done. Uh, he was sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum parole period of 12 years after he pled guilty. So that was also good because it didn't go to trial. Yeah. Um, True, and the family would have yeah, had to relive everything yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, do, do. It was pointed out by Justice. <laughs> do, do, do. Very upbeat. <laughs> I just needed a minute, okay? This is very bleak. <laughs> it is. It is very bleak. Um, it was pointed out by Justice Ron, Ron Young in the case that Mary was very vulnerable and the sexual element to her killing was aggra an aggravating feature. It was worrying that his offending had become worse. During sentencing, Crown Prosecutor Emma Light read aloud from Donna's impact statement as well Who's as Donna, sorry, hold the on, mum. No, the sister. Okay, yeah. The Which I write, Mary's sister. Yeah. Donna's sister, Donna. Mary's sister. Donna. Donna's sister, Donna. Sorry, I, I write that further down. So Donna's impact statement was read as well as two others saying the murder had destroyed the family and Mary's mother, who was in her 70s, could no longer talk about her daughter. The family was in disbelief that someone with special needs could have been killed in such a brutal manner or anyone for that fact. Yeah. That that in part was me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Tamika wanted to meet Mary's family but respected they did not want to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess he wanted to apologise, I guess, but I, I can definitely see yeah, why the family didn't want to meet him. So, <laughs> Mary's sister Donna, there we fucking go. Oh, Mary's sister Donna, you got it. <laughs> you got it, girl. Said that she was relieved that Tamika was being held to account for her sister's senseless and heartless act. Well, yes. good. So, good. Mary brought nothing but light and happiness into my life and the world. Hmm. Not a theory, but more of a side note. So the police were originally looking for two men, one in his early 20s to 30s, solid build, average height, dark brown wavy hair, and the other one, a youth, slight build, brown hair, wearing a bright white jacket. So do you know why they were looking into those two people? No. Oh, okay. Couldn't find anything. So, this, there's limited information. Like, all the information I could find is yeah. in this. So I wonder how they found Tamika then. Did they just look through his house, even though he lived five kilometres away? Or? Um, because, oh, did I not write it in there? Oh, maybe um, I zoned out. <laughs> I don't know. Because there was um, CT, CCTV footage of Mary getting off the train and him following her. Right, okay. That makes a bit of sense then. So they looked into him. And then that's when they found him with some evidence. Or... Yeah, and then okay. yeah, when yeah. they went and found him, they would have had a warrant to yeah. search his room. Yeah. In his room, there was the T-shirt with Mary's DNA on it. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And he, and he also said he was guilty before going to trial too as well. Yes. So, yeah, you saw that. Yes. Oh, far out. Yeah. You're so right. No one, Mary or anybody else, should have to go that way. No. That's absolutely awful. If I was a politician, <laughs> I would, well, no, it's already banned. I would ban crime. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, that's yeah, that's terrible. That was Mary's story, and it is very short, not very sweet. But yeah. Mary was, by the sounds of it, a very sweet, well, a very person. awesome woman. Yeah. yeah, very competent and capable person. Yeah, and good on her for being like, yes, I want to be independent, and good on the family for giving her that support and yes. the confidence to do so as well. It sounded like she had a really. A really great support network which helped her mm. to build the woman she was. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that was very short and sweet. Yeah. But Mary's story did deserve to be told. Yeah. So I'm Ayla. And I'm Andy. And that was Sinister, Sinister Dynasty. Dynasty.